Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Awakening Her podcast. I'm so glad you're here, Seeker. I am Talia Joy, your host, and this episode is on fire. I'm so glad you're here to listen to it. Today, I'm talking to Tracy Nolan, and Tracy is a vibe coach, a certified life mastery consultant, and she specializes in helping moms to raise their vibe, cultivate more joy and connection, and step into the woman that they see in their vision. So Tracy is passionate about taking yoga principles off the mat into motherhood, into everyday life. And with over 30 years experience on the yoga mat, she sure has a lot to teach. So we are very similar in the way that we teach about stepping into that version of yourself and stepping into the vision you see in your mind's eye. So I know you're going to love everything she has to say and the way she teaches and the steps and the tools that she teaches are truly amazing. And I had some aha moments in this episode. It was just such a great conversation that I know you're going to love. So make sure to check the show notes and follow Tracy to learn more about how to become the woman in your vision and how to take yoga off the mat. So without further ado, let's welcome Tracy onto the show. Hey, Seeker, welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so grateful that you've been led here, and I'm excited for you that you're answering the call to manifest more magic in your life by mastering the law of attraction. So cool. My name is Talia, and I'm committed to cutting the fluff and showing you exactly how to manifest more excitement, ease, success, abundance, confidence, love, and anything else you've been craving. So if you're ready to crack the code on manifestation, amplify your intuition and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Tracy. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here today. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Talia. I'm so excited to be here. No, oh, me too. This is going to be a fantastic conversation you guys are in for a treat. (laughs) So why don't you start by letting us know a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, absolutely. Well, I am, I am a, I'm a vibe coach. I'm a vibe coach. Um, I have, you know, can I tell you the story of kind of how I got to be, I'll make it short. I would love to. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, my kids are 12 and 14. My oldest just turned 14. Now when he was about three years old, I noticed some concerning behavior, pessimism and negativity and self-loathing in a three-year-old. And that really got my attention, right? How in the world does a three-year-old know enough about life and himself to, um, to, to dislike himself? Mm. Now, I didn't realize it then, you know, in the beginning, I was like, oh, something's wrong with him, you know, and we need to find out what's wrong with him. I didn't realize it at the time that he was getting it from me. He was feeling all of my icky, low vibration and, and he was mirroring it. He was showing me now he is, we joke and say he was uh, born 40. He's an old soul, right? Um, But still I was, you know, on the outside, I was happy. I was his mom. I was doing all the mom things on the inside. I was a hot mess and I hadn't healed from the trauma of his birth. I had two kids under two um, or, or lots of, lots of circumstances. Right. So I started pulling my life apart. 
everything that wasn't working. I, you know, I took everything out. It's kind of like cleaning the closet. I took everything out of the closet, tossing what I no, no, no longer needed, but I didn't know what to do next, right? Like, okay, everything's out. I'm on my knees and I'm praying. I, I need help. What do I do next? I have no idea. And so right around that time, I, um, I followed an, a nudge to go to this workshop at my church, which I hadn't been in a long time. Uh, it's the Unity Church and that I absolutely love. But so I followed the nudge. I thought I was going to get this one answer and I got a different one. I met my coach. She taught me that, uh, that I was not living by my core values, right? I wasn't living according to me at all. I had honestly, Talia, I had taken my my, my life and put it in a box in the attic, like all of my books, my spirituality, everything I have put it away, replaced it with, with uh, books on parenting. Mm. So as soon as I started working with her, I knew that was exactly what I wanted to be doing, that I wanted to be helping moms to do this, uh, this work of, of living a vision-driven life. That's what I call it, moving toward what you want rather than pushing away from what we don't. So, um, so now I, as a vibe coach, I'm a life mastery consultant, which was the, the training that I received. Um, and, and 30, almost 30 years of yoga behind me, I help moms to uh, take their yoga off the mat and into their lives. Mm, that is, there's so much in there. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, and you're welcome. what an incredible story of, you know, our kids are not only the best mirrors ever, but when you are a conscious parent, aware parent, um, the things that you notice in them, it's a beautiful path to self-discovery, family discovery, Mm -hmm. deeper discovery. And I can just so relate about seeing these things in our kids. And sometimes we know that it's a natural growth phase, you know, like kids can be for lack of better words, really self-centered because that's what they are. It's all about them. It's not in the same way as, you know, an adult necessarily being selfish or something. It's like they're learning. So sometimes we see these things and we go, is this cause for concern or is this a natural growth phase? And I so trust in you saw something that you went, wait a minute, this Mm -hmm. doesn't feel natural. This doesn't feel like, um, you know, it it feels like it's coming from somewhere else. So good for you. (laughs) Good for you for, you know, overhauling your life because you saw that in your kid, that must've not been easy. It was not easy. And here's the thing. I had been on this spiritual journey. Like I said, I'd been doing, I've been doing yoga for almost, and I started doing yoga in 1992. So Mm -hmm. I had been on this spiritual journey and, and seeking for decades before I had my kids, but I wasn't actually doing the work. And I know that you can relate to this, this learning about the work. And yes, I had done the yoga, I had, um, I had done all kinds of, um, other, you know, energetic healing modalities and and learned all of these things, taken all of these courses, but I wasn't putting it into, I wouldn't, wasn't putting it into, into, uh, into my life. Right. I wasn't, I wasn't doing the work, but when I saw in my kids that the way that I was being was how it was affecting my son, especially it was like, oh no, no this is not, you know, it's time. It was time and it was not easy and it was a long journey. Um, but I'll tell you just a really quick little, how I know that, um, that all of the work that I did was worth it was, it was maybe, maybe four, four or five years ago. And my kids were, um, we're in the car 
And uh, I heard this conversation in the back seat. And my, my, I think my daughter said to my son, well, you're just, they were talking about the color of their hearts, right? And why? I have no idea. Maybe it's just because I needed to hear it, right? So my, my daughter says to my son, well, your heart is just, um, just uh, you know, um, blue with black spots on it because you're just mean. And my son said, well, your, your heart is just all black because you're just annoying. And it's just stopped that conversation in its tracks. I said, well, what color is my heart? And my son, without a beat, he said, well, your heart is pink and yellow. And I said, what does that mean? And he said, yellow means kindness and, and pink means, um, means, uh, uh, beauty or something. I can't remember exactly what, but it was, it was like, oh my gosh, like that was the biggest gift that, cause you know how you do things, you know, I don't know, is this work, especially in parenting, you have no idea, right. If what you're doing is actually working. So that was how I, how I realized that, oh my gosh, it really is working that all of that work was, was worth it. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. Cause it takes a bit, you know, you have these realizations and you go through the changes and they still have your old patterns, um, in right. their mind and in their body, what they've been used to. Right. And I notice that as I shift and change, there's still, sometimes my kids react in a way that I go, Oh, that was oh, the old me like years right. and years ago. Right. And right. yeah, the kids were a big reality check for me as far as I think they're just the biggest gift in my healing. Cause yeah. I, uh, when I first got pregnant, I had an eating disorder and I remember, mm. I know we can only heal for ourselves and all that good stuff, right. but I remember finding out she was a girl and going, if I act weird around my food and my body and hate myself and hate my body, and I'm constantly focused on losing weight and exercising and pills and like, she's gonna know there'll right. become a point where she will know. And I'm going to be the woman example of how to love your body and how to love yourself. I'm getting right. massive goosebumps because I'm also yeah. so present to how far I've come. And I'm just proud of that. But I remember having that like 11 years ago going like, this is not about me anymore. Right. I wanted the healing. I couldn't have done it. I didn't do it on my own until yeah. they came along. And then I was like, oh my goodness, I can't be the example to a girl of how to love your body when I hate myself. It was just crazy. It's, but that's it, right? It, it's in, it's the, um, the, uh, for me, it's the stopping, changing, creating a new legacy for my family, right? Stopping these old patterns that, you know, and we're all doing the best that we can with what we have. I know that and our parents have done the same thing, but it's the, like, I, I feel like this is my, this is my job, right. To create a new legacy going forward for my kids mm. and good for you. And it sounds like we were doing it right around the same time. Cause it was yeah. right around 11, right around 11 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been, we must be on this wavelength. Like we were just meant to be together today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like our past selves and our current selves are working together. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Me too. Exactly. That's amazing. So, okay. So that put you through, um, a major life change and right. how did the sort of yoga on and off the mat and how did all that come about? Because obviously you were doing yoga at that time, as you said, but you weren't practicing sort of the deep work of off the mat. So how did you kind of have those realizations and start bringing it off the mat? Well, it was when I started working, when I started doing the work that I, that I teach now. Okay. When I, when I went through this, um, this, uh, this particular process with my coach and I think it was halfway through and a light bulb went off. Oh my gosh, 
this is yoga off the mat. This is, you know, that impact it's incredible, at least for me, it's incredibly empowering on the mat to be able to generate this beautiful Zen feeling or this powerful feeling, whatever, whatever I'm doing, you know, whatever, whatever poses I'm doing on the mat. And I realized that, you know, it's not necessarily we're taking that Zen because we don't want, we don't want to be Zen in every, you know, in every situation, but the realization that, oh, okay. Just like in yoga, when I'm, when I'm, you know, in yoga, you, you kind of, you kind of stretch, you, you stretch out of your comfort zone, right? Not to the point of pain, but you're stretching just a little bit differently than you did the day before, right? That's what we do in life. This is what I learned, right? This is how we grow. We stretch just a little bit and I've done the pain. I've done the stretching way past my comfort zone and then, then the nervous system reaction, right? <laughs> or response. But it's the, it's the stretching is just a little bit out of your comfort zone and the empowerment that you feel on the mat you can, you can decide how do I want to feel in this situation, mm. right? How do I want to feel? How do I want to be? It's what we do on the mat every day. Does that make sense? Totally. And I'm just seeing all the parallels. I've been doing yoga for a long time and even that stretching out of our comfort zone, but in yoga, we're stretching while still maintaining balance. The, right. You know, you don't go so far um, that you tip over. Right. But if you do, like you said, you'll either injure yourself or your nervous system or you tip over. And it's a very interesting analogy. It's so beautiful to think of it like that. And when I first started really doing yoga, like daily yoga at that time, it's like yoga is my religion. It just, there's yeah. so much to learn on the mat, the right. beautiful principles and the parallels. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's so beautiful. What perfect realizations to have at that time. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, yoga over the past 30 years, I have done, well, I came to yoga because I was in pain. I was in, I was in psychic pain. I, it was another, you know, lots of, yeah, but it's kind of, unfortunately, it's how a lot of us come into the work that we, that we come into. And over the years, I've done so many different modalities and I've been trained and, you know, Reiki and I've done pranic healing and I've, I've done some shamanic journeying. I've done all kinds of things. I always come back to the mat. Like there's no, there's no other mind, body, soul. I, I can't get that mind, body, soul connection, or I haven't up until now anywhere about that on the mat. So I can bring those things. It's yoga and right. So in the work that I do, it's, it's the, it's yoga. And it's not, ju not just, it's not just the yoga it's and bringing the, the other things that work for you. Right. And yoga works for me. It doesn't work for everybody, but for me, that is, that is it. I always come back to the mat. Yeah. I, I hear you. I came to yoga as well because I was in pain. I had been really intensely working out for a long time, running simultaneously with back and body pain that just kept mm. getting worse. And I was like, but exercise is good for me. I'll just go right. harder. And it just, finally I broke down and I heard a voice. <laughs> it's always what happens in my rock bottom moments, but it, it yeah. said, go to yoga. Mm -hmm. And I had this thing. I said to my husband, okay, every time that I'm going to work out, instead of working out, I'm going to do yoga. Mm -hmm. And it was every day. And so I right. started off doing seven minutes a day or 14, like shorter practices. And I started going to classes and just kind of built from there. And I do agree. There's nothing like a beautiful 
yoga flow. The second I get on my mat and my toes start grounding in before the video or my flow even starts or the class, I'm, I'm home. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And, and, and it's, it's not all of it, but it is definitely, at least for me, it's definitely, it's definitely, uh, it's part of my life. Yeah. So tell me about this becoming the woman in your visions and tell me about how maybe like the work you do with your clients and sort of how you came into that and your framework and just, just dish it. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> dish I'll it, girl. Start, I will definitely dish it. I will start, I'll start with the, with my framework because it's kind of a, it's kind of a, um, a path. Um, but they're all connected. Right. And they're all, you know, we, we start we start first, it's, I call it the fab framework, right? We, the, the, the F in the fab framework is focus, focusing on you, who you are super important because you can't decide anything. You can't make the right decision for yourself. If you don't know yourself, if you don't have self-awareness, you're just pulling at straws, right? You're just, Oh, I think I want this and I want this, but no, who you are at your core. This is one thing that I learned, um, from, uh, when working with my coach is, uh, is that my, my number one core value is growth, personal growth. If I am not, and ever since I was a kid, right. My mother was giving me self-help books when I was a kid, um, and personal growth and spirituality, uh, many lives, many masters is one of the books that, that, uh, that she gave me when I was a kid. And, um, and so if I'm not, but what I was doing when I became a mom, I did what I thought you were supposed to do, put my family first. My family is definitely my top five, but it's not number one. And I had put my family above myself and I was, I was out of sorts. And I had all kinds of, we call it the, the cosmic two by four, um, all kinds of, including a back injury and all kinds of other things telling me, you know, Hey, listen, wake up. You're not, you're not, you're not listening to yourself. So once you know who you are, then you can decide what you want, what is right for you, right? And I call that um, creating a life vision, focusing on what you want. What would you love to experience? What would you love to be or do or have experience create, right? And then we, we go into that and then there's, and it's great. Okay, great, perfect. I know what I want, or I've created a vision board. Great, I, you know, I'm gonna focus on it and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that thing, but no. <laughs> It's just like the, that's just the first part, right? You decide what you want and then you have to align with it. That's the A in the FAB framework. That's um, aligning your vibration, right? Paying attention to your emotions and also your mind, you know, um, your thoughts, your thoughts create your reality. So aligning your, your, um, your thoughts and your vibration with the woman that you're becoming, Okay. Mm. The B in the fab framework is becoming we, now we become now that we're, we're, we're in the habit of focusing on what we want, aligning with what we want and who, who we want to be. Mm -hmm. Um, now it's time to become now the becoming, you know, your vision, your life vision is not a place to get to. It's not a goal to be reached. You become that woman every day, every single day, every single moment you become that, that woman. The cool thing is, is that if you, if you have a little blip, you always have the next moment. You always have the next moment and the next moment to align yourself and 
and be her now, right? Be that woman. And I like to vision three years out because it gives your, your, your ego, your mind a chance to say a lot can happen in three years, right? Okay. It's stretched, but a lot can happen. But being that person now and kind of, I, I like to, I call her my inner mentor and that, you know, asking her questions, what, what's the next, what would be the most next, most elegant step to take? I love the word elegant to Leah because, because elegant means pleasingly simple. I never knew that, but I love that word. What's mm. the next most elegant step for me, mm. for me to take in this direction, but being very specific, right? Um, you know, if I was this woman, what would I be? I, it, funny, I'm, I'm, um, I just got these, uh, I just ordered some kimonos that I absolutely love. It's kind of an, an attempt to feel more feminine. And I was like, I know kimonos make me feel more feminine. So what would you be wearing if you were this woman three years from today? What would you be thinking? What would you be doing? Who would you be talking to? You know, all of those kind of using her and asking her questions, your inner mentor, what would, what would she do? What would, you know, what, 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 what would that be? WWSD, right? What would she do? What would she be doing? Um, and then, so you're, you're aligning with her and you're, you're, you're kind of putting your, you're kind of putting her on, right? You're putting, you're, you're putting her on like a costume. If I was this woman, this is how I would feel. I would be rolling my shoulders back. I would be putting my hands on my hips. Like I would be feeling confident, right? Putting those feelings on. And another thing that you you'll want to you would want to be doing is making your vision welcome. And we talked about this um, before before the interview, but it's one of the reasons. And actually, my um, my coach was one of those people who uh, her sister won the lottery, right? Millions. She won millions. And guess what? She lost millions because she wasn't ready, right? She wasn't ready to receive it. So doing the things that you need to do now, you know, if we, if we want to, if we want to um, buy a, you know, a dream house or whatever, and I'm just using, you know, there's so many being in a relationship, you know, buying a house, you know, if I was, if I wanted to, if I wanted to buy this property, let's say, what would I do? You know, I'd have to, I'd, I'd have to kind of do some tangible things, right? I would have to go and get pre-qualified for a loan. I would, you know, there are steps that you need to take so that when it does show up, you're ready to say, I've got it. Yes. And you're ready to receive it. Does that make sense? Oh, a hundred percent. And I love that you're sharing this because this is something I didn't get for a long time. I'd heard yeah. it. But I was stuck in the beginning, as you said, you don't just focus on what it is you want and go, okay, cool. And I think that's where sometimes the law of attraction is not taught accurately. And I actually yeah. think that that's because people are trying to shorten things and make it simple. The secret, they had to have a movie that was only this length of time. And I think right. the alignment part, it's, it's the work, it's the messy stuff and the receiving, as you're mentioning, the allowing it in is kind of the hard stuff. And yeah. so it doesn't quite make the like, you know, pop industry for lack of better right. words. Well, a lot not, of people yeah, don't it's not Hollywood, it. right? It's yeah. Not. It's, and it's not pretty, it's hard, but that allowing it in. Um, I remember at one point, I think I was listening to a podcast a few years ago and someone said, they were talking to entrepreneurs and they said, okay, so you want like 10 new clients this month or whatever it is that you want. Do you have space in your calendar for 10 new right. clients? And I remember having this moment of going, 
I keep putting out this intention for like, you know, whatever it is, realizing I don't even have the physical structure to handle it. Or, you know, someone I heard again, it might've been on a podcast, but someone else said, okay, so you want a $20,000 a month or whatever. If I sent you 25 new people willing to pay in full, do you even have the offers for it? Do you even have the stuff set up for it and kind of going, Oh, so just even that example, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, taking that and applying that to your life to go, am I set up to have the home or, you know, um, uh, live that life, receive those things. Do I have even, you know, I had a client one time and she was wondering, having a hard time selling, selling her products and her services. And I was like, okay, so on your website, like, what can people buy? And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, like, what can people buy from you? She's like, I don't know. I just talk about my services. I'm like, so no one can actually physically buy anything from you. And she's like, no, I'm like, well, there you go. That's, that's number one. And it's not a fault. It's just that we don't sometimes realize that we're talking about it, but we don't actually have a physical way for it to roll in. So I just, I love that you. And and it's not just the physical either. I use the, I use the tangible and like with the business too. Yes. If you were, if you, if you were making, if you, if your income was millions, right. If it came right now, would you be able to handle it? Like what Mm. would you be ready for it? But it's also in relationships. You know, Mm. I, I worked with a, um, with a client one time and she, um, she was going through a, an ugly divorce. And just what she really wanted was a soulmate. She wanted a companion in life. That's what she really, that that's, you know, she just, she wanted to share life with somebody, but she had to take steps. First of all, she had to start liking herself, right? Because we, we kind of, I love, um, love uh, the late great Wayne Dyer. He would say that um, we don't get what we want we get what we are. Right. So if we are not liking ourselves, if we are, if we are, you know, um, if we are being mean or whatever, whatever it is, if we are not, if we want to be the person that we would want to attract, right. Because that's, that's how we attract. And so she had to, she had to do some work and she also had to decide like, what, what, what are the qualities of this person, you know, rather than just going out and, or match.com or whatever, whatever people do these days, I'm, I'm not exactly lots of different things. Um, but that, you know, you don't just go straight in and, Hey, I'm here. <laughs> we kind of have to decide. And, and are you that person? Are you that person? Because that's what we attract, right? We attract, and I can see it, Leah, throughout my life too. When I've been in those, um, in those places where I've just been, you know, like the hot mess and I can see the people and the situations that I, that I was attracting. I, it's really interesting. Oh my gosh. When, um, when I started doing my training, I would go, I would go to LA, um, about every six months, I did that for several, several years for training. And I could see this, how I, where my energy was in the hotel room that I got. Mm. It was so interesting. The first one was lovely. I was right, you know, right on the pool and, 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 uh, and it was the pool grounds were lovely. And, and I was just feeling really on top of it. And then the next one, I got an even better room and then it tanked. And I ended up in the basement, right? So I can look back how I was being, you know, like in, in not, and in, in advocating for yourself too, right? If I am this woman who has this business, who is, you know, is the speaker, whatever, whatever it is, 
how am I holding myself? How am I, you know, am I going to say, walk up to the desk and say, this is not acceptable. (laughs) I would love, I would love you to find me something else. Um, But it was really interesting in those hotel rooms. I'm like finding I'm, I'm, and I can go back and I can see where my, um, where I was in my, in my vibration and what I was, how I was being, Mm. you know? Oh, I just love that so much. You've got so many great stories. And I find that when you're talking, I'm just like, it just, we're so aligned in the way that we think. And I love how life is reflecting and mirroring us. Right. But we then react to life. And you know, this from working with so many people, people come to you reacting to life, not recognizing that that reaction is causing a mirror out Instead of it, ju- it's a, it's a the chicken or the egg, except for yeah. the energy came first, <laughs> you right. know, sorry to <laughs> crack the code on that or ruin the yeah. ending, but the energy always came first, right. but you get the room and then we kind of, you have the choice to either go, yeah, okay, I'll just stay here, whatever. Or right. like, no, excuse me, you know, um, I, I would like a nicer room or, you know, your standards, you can decide where that is, but it's just so interesting because we reflect, you know, we react to our bank account and go like, but it's not enough. So that's why I feel lack, but your lack was what caused the bank account. And I feel like with, right. People, I know it's just like the cycle <laughs> and that's the part. And I'm honest with my clients and on the show here and everything I do to say, that's the hardest part in a lot of ways is breaking that loop. And for years I was going, okay, I know my energy matters first, but this is hard though. Or like, okay, I know I'm creating this or I know my energy, but my bank account is, you know, in the negative. And that's the part that it's hard to break out of, or it occurs as hard because there's momentum. There's, you know, the pattern we've created, but that is the point. And your story perfectly illustrates that you would get the hotel room that matched your vibe. And that's, That's what happens to all of us, you know, whether it's parking spots, opportunities, conversations, debt, you know, abundance, it's always coming, matching what we're putting out. It is. And and the interesting, so one of those, so one of those trips, I went in, so they they were doing construction in the, um, in the hotel. And I was in my mind, I was thinking, I'm going to get one of those brand new rooms and I'm really excited about it. And this is what I'm doing. And then I, I walked to my room and I could see the carpet change. Right. And I was thinking, oh, this is great. I'm going to the new carpeting. This is the new section. And my room was right before the new carpeting. Right. So I went in, I was running late. I went in and did whatever. Well, something happened with the room and I did have to go and say, Hey, um, you know, this is going on with the room. And then, and I, I put myself back in that, this is who I am. And I got the, I I got one of those beautiful rooms in the next, you know, in the next part of the carpeting, which was really, but it was really interesting because I'm like, I am this person. Oh, I'm not this person. I am this person. Mm. It's just, it's, it's interesting when you can look back and, and, Mm. and notice, right. Like with the people, the people that, that we invite into Mm. our lives, right. Based on where we are energetically, which is really interesting. Now, the third part of the becoming the woman in your vision is being the best version of you in every moment, right. Um, Wallace Waddles in his book, the science of getting rich, he talks about, um, being a person of increase. So I like to say being a woman of increase, and that means every day 
right? We're not waiting until we're with people or, you know, we're not waiting to, uh, to take care of ourselves or to, um, to roll our shoulders back and put our hands on our hips and, and put that person on. We're doing it every day. We, you know, leaving people feeling like, you know, how you've been, you're with people and, Sometimes you you feel, you can feel the energy, right? And there are some people that you're with that you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to be with that person, right? I find this in, with my podcast, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to be in the room with her, right? I just want to be with her. So that's what we want to do. We want people to, we want to leave people feeling better than when they first encountered us. Right. And just that, 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 and it's putting it on and it's practicing. And sometimes it's a hundred times a day. Right. Mm-hmm. Now that's not to say, and this is a conversation for another time, but that's not to say that we're faking it till we make it. I don't love that. I, I like to say claiming it until we become it. I'm, mm-hmm. this is me and I'm going to keep putting it on. I'm going to keep trying it on. I'm not faking it. I'm practicing. Right. I like that better than faking it. Um, but, but continuing to put it on. And like I said earlier, we have a brand new baby moment right after this one, right after the next one. So we can, we, we don't have to say, oh, well, you know, um, and I used to do this with, uh, with, uh, especially when I became a mom with my yoga practice. Well, I'm not going to be able to be on the mat for an hour. So I'm just not going to do it very self-defeating. Um, but you know, even if it's in little, little bits, okay. And putting yourself back in putting in, sometimes it's a hundred times a day and that's okay. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think that is what it is. Yeah. You know, I think it does become more natural where it's less sort of efforting, but right. we're human until the yeah. day we die, things are going to trigger and be unexpected. And we also have lots of elements going you know, through our body, like if we're hungry or what, you know, where our cycles at or what's going on with the moon or how well we rested or, you know, how much water we're drinking. And so there is potential to constantly be thrown off. And I am sort of, you know, proud to say, yeah, I shift myself a hundred times a day. A hundred times a day. That's what it takes to live this life. Always shifting. Always. Yeah. And the interesting thing. So we were talking earlier about the, the taking your yoga off the mat. If you think about your body, every day on the mat is different, right? Mm. So we are different every day and that's okay. Mm. Um, but I love that. I love that, that kind of that analogy that, that some days, you know, it's going to be where we have to go a little further into that crow pose, (laughs) right? Some days it's a little more difficult. Um, and then some days it's easier and that's okay. And that's how life is, right? That's Mm. life in human form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I really like to make sure people know over and over again, because we forget that I say being her as well. It's perfect. Yeah. Being her isn't being perfect. And I say that a lot because she still has intense days or gets an unexpected bill in the mail or Mm -hmm. gets a cold or, you know, sprains an ankle. Like she is not immune from any pain or any suffering, but she is like an attitude. She is almost like a state of being. So how do you handle it? Yes. When you are feeling off, when you are feeling irritated, when you're not fueling your body properly, it's like people think that 
she is perfect, but she is just constantly reassessing and choosing who she wants to be. So she realizes I haven't been giving my body as much rest or, you know, water or good food. When does she self-correct? How does she self-correct? So there's things like that too, that being like the best self every moment of the day, I hear people's resistance going, well, I can't do that. That's not realistic. It, you know, what about when I get frustrated totally, and then come back. The right. soon as you realize you're thrown off or you're in negativity, you know, there's, and again, there's a time to feel your feelings. There's a time to cry and process, but I, I really feel like you're kind of talking about the everyday stuff, new yeah. moment, new moment, new moment. Right. And, and also that, um, you know, I, I, uh, I talk about, um, vibe care as an essential part of self-care. And what I mean by that is checking in, checking in with yourself throughout the day, how am I feeling? Mm. If I'm feeling contractive, if I'm feeling contractive energy, if I'm feeling low vibe, I'm not connected to my inner mentor. I'm not connected with, to my intuition. Right. Mm. So in, and again, it's not the faking it it's not pushing down feelings, but it's the, okay, I can go, you know, we'll never go from, from anger to joy. Cause that's not realistic. And I, I that can probably, if you attempt that, I and mean, it would probably cause some pain, I would imagine, but just going little bits, like little, like what's this emotion? Oh, Talia. Um, I was just, I, I was thinking before we, um, we had the interview, I have this book called the dictionary of emotions, and I like to play with it with my, with my uh, clients and just kind of putting emotions on. How does this feel? How does this feel? You know, emotions feel at least the words, right? Like when you read this word, how does it feel? How does it feel in your body? Does it feel expansive? Does it feel contractive? When we are feeling expansive, we are connected to our inner mentor. That's when we're able to make decisions. That's mm-hmm. when we're able to say, okay, something's going in my in, on in my body. What, do, what does she need? Right. Mm-hmm. That's, that's your inner mentor too. She's not just three years from today. She's every day. What does she need? If we're not, if we're not checking in with our vibe every day, mm-hmm. then we're not, you know, how, how will we know um, what we need if we're not yeah. checking in? Mm, I love that. It's so great because I, as well, um, I feel like we could just like create a course together or something and we'd just be so aligned. We'll just sub each other out. It'll be perfect. Um, (laughs) I say, instead of fake it till you make it, I say, be it until you become it as it's like this. That's exactly, exactly. As you said, you said, claim it. And that's exactly it is like claiming it, being it until you become it. And that's, it's kind of what we do. You think of even in the professional world, you know, if someone's becoming a doctor or a lawyer or something, there's shadowing there's, you know, I forget what it's called when you do like your work experience, you know, internship. Exactly. And they're being it until they become it. They're, they're training wheels it. Right. And, and we need to, to expect ourselves to go from zero to 60 is unrealistic and it's slightly cruel, right? It's our ego going, just do it. Just be there. Just go no carb, just meditate for an hour a day, just journal, just do it. But inside it's like, but what do I need? Yeah. And even if it's the same answer, even if the answer is journaling, it's coming from love, not dictatorship almost. (laughs) Exactly. Or what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing, you know, well, this is what, you know, um, I've been in business for almost six years at this point, I have worked with so many different, um, different, uh, um, coaches and, and gurus that 
a lot of them were the push, 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 push. But mm-hmm. you know what? That's when we push, we get resistance, right? Even if we're pushing in the, in the, the, uh, the direction that we want to go, we're still, when we're pushing, we get resistance, right? And it's mm-hmm. not, it's not flowing. Mm-hmm. So I really love to be able to, it took me a while because, oh, if I want to be this, if I want to be this way in business, then I have to do it that way. But I have recently in the past couple of years realized that no, indeed, I do not have to do it that way. I can do it my way. And when I do it my way, it feels better and I'm better able to serve my, my followers and my clients, you know, mm. but that's all about listening, listening. And I love that. Be her until you become her. That, mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds like something that would come out of my mouth. To yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. (laughs) Yeah, that's so beautiful. Um, I'd like to go back a few steps in the framework. And Mm -hmm. when you were talking about the the beginning step of, you know, who are you and what do you truly want? I find, and I'm sure you find this as well. There's a lot of beautiful seekers that come to me that just have no idea what they want. And you talking to moms and, you know, we were talking about moms and whether you're a mom or not, I just know that that's common with moms to go like, I don't even know what I want anymore. I want my kid to be healthy. No, no, no. What do you want? Right. Which is good to want that for someone else. But, um, what do you do with people or how do you coach people through really, you know, cause what I find is that people, they want things, but they place it in a category of like dream fake, not real imaginary land or over there. Yeah. Over there. But when I say, but what do you want? It's like, there's a disconnect. Yeah. I might want that, but I can't have that. And even inching closer to reality to kind of go like, but what do you want tomorrow? What do you want to feel now? It's just something a lot of people haven't been coached through and helped with. So how do you help people to uncover their authentic, I call them soul desires, Mm -hmm. um, but like authentic desires and where they really want their life to be. So I love what you said about tomorrow or next week or next month or next year, because that is, that's really, that's some people come with me, bam, they knew exactly where they want to go and they just need help getting there, navigating the gap. Right. But then there are some who, like you said, they, they really don't, they really don't know. They know that there's something more for them. They just don't know. They don't really know what it is. So what I have them do is I have them um, go through what I call their absolutes, their absolute no's and their absolute yeses, because we know, right, you and I both came to this work through some kind of dis-ease, right? So oftentimes your, your, your dreams are, your goals and dreams are born out of the challenges that you face, right? So getting clear on your absolute no's, like this is, I don't want this and I don't want this. And, and it's people, people, especially knowing the work that I do, oh, but I can't say I don't, I can't say no. And I'm like, but you need to be clear about that so that you can turn it around, right? So getting clear on your nose, what you don't want in your life. I don't want this. I don't want to, I don't want to be in, in um, you know, I don't want to get yelled at. I don't want my, um, I don't want, I don't want to, um, to uh, my bank account to be so low, you know, things like that. And then their absolute yeses. And a lot of times they, their no's are really huge and they don't have a whole lot of yeses. And so what I do is have them turn the nose around, right? Mm-hmm. Let's turn the nose around. We're not going to focus on the no, on the problem. We're going to focus on a solution or the opposite. What would be the opposite of that? Okay. And then we're going to put that in the yes column. 
And then sometimes in the beginning, it's just, it's not the full out vision of, you know, when, when I, when I say vision, um, I like to have them write it out and it can, some, some of them are, you know, a page, some of them are like 10 pages long of the woman that they're becoming with imagery. Like if I was to read it, that I would be able to see it, right. Imagery and feeling tone and five senses and all of that three years from today, but some people can't, they're not ready to do that yet. So I have them, you know, um, make a copy of their absolute yeses and just focus on them. Well, this is my yes. And here's the thing about the absolutes too. When you know your absolute no's and your absolute yeses, decision-making is so much easier right? We don't have to have that, what I've heard called decision fatigue, where you sit there and can't make a decision for the life of you, right? I spent most of, I spent decades waiting for the lightning bolts. I knew there was more for me waiting, waiting and waiting and waiting for the lightning bolts to come down and tell me what to do, Mm -hmm. but it's not that way. Like we have to start taking a step. It's the becoming, right? I have to take a step the next step is revealed. I take a step. The next step is revealed, but the lightning bolts come after you decide and start moving in that direction. Does that answer your question? So we're, we're just, we're starting, you know, for some people we're starting smaller, your absolute yeses, and let's focus on those. And then they expand. Here's the cool thing too. When a lot of the women that I, that I work with, we end up working together for years because they want to stay in the work. And I've done this to myself where I get out of the work and then I sink and then I get back in the work and I'm in again. Right. So, um, but watching women, you know, over, I have one woman, um, who I'm still, we just, she's just signed up with me again and we're going on five, five and a half years together, maybe, but watching her and I have all of her visions. I have them write them every six months. Um, reminding her, remember when this was your vision, remember when you really had no idea and you really, you know, you downplayed what you really, you didn't really know what you wanted, but it grew. So it morphs and changes as you start focusing on what you do want. Mm. I love every single part of that. <laughs> it is so true. And often we are reacting to what we don't want. I don't want right. debt. I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be in pain. And that's the most powerful place to go. Okay. What do you do want? Right. And I catch right. myself in this. This is like an everyday hack that I do, mm-hmm. even though I am so far into the work and teach it and blah, 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 always a student. Right. <laughs> so in the Me day, too tensions get high with my kids or something's going on, you know, in business or family or whatever else. And I'm like, Oh, something, something. And I just, whatever. And I feel overwhelmed and I feel tired and I stop and I go, what do you want then? And I'll almost always, I mean, I've done so much intuitive work, but I hear like, you want space, you want Mm, rest, you need time. And then I can go to my husband and go, baby, I'm on the edge. I really need some space. Can you take the kids to the park or can I go out for a drive? Can you just cover the kids? Cause I really need it. And thankfully I have the soulmate of my dreams and he goes, absolutely. But until I took that moment, I was just overwhelmed with the fact that we were out of almond milk and the fact that the kids were fighting and the fact that tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And the fact that, you know, I thought it was all those things. Really, it was my soul crying out for space, crying out for what I really did want. So I love that you 
take that and just flip it, just flip it around, you know? And yeah, what you focus on expands and that's a hack that people hear and they go like, I know, but when you get really honest, and I said this in a podcast episode a while back, if someone was to take a minute by minute inventory and say like one to 10, how maybe optimistic or aligned or positive is this thought? And every single minute they're going one to 10, one to 10, one to 10 from where you are right now at the end of the day, what would that be? You know, would you be only kind of like 40% positive, even though you say you're positive and you know, you need to be, you know, and it's not just about positive, but that's a neat sort of way to check yourself. And and that's what I do constantly. Cause I was at like a one when I'm going, ah, and all this stuff. And then I tune in hand on the heart, realize I need space, ask my husband and, you know, 20 minutes later, later, I'm driving off to the beach and I'm feeling like right. a nine or a 10 because yes, exactly. I stood for myself. Right. So I just love what you're saying there. It's and so you beautiful. listened, right. That's the, and what I like to do too, I have um, what I call a vibe care toolkit and it's where you, when you're feeling like this, when you're feeling good, you make a list like, and, and it's kind of a, it's a process, but where you, you write down things that make you feel good, Right things that you love. You know, I, um, I started at the beginning of the pandemic, I really started diving into essential oils and I have my certain, you know, like I I put it on before the podcast. It's my fun. It's my fun scent that I love. Right. But the, the senses are amazing. You know, I have a, I have a hat box that is my grandmother's. My grandmother's been gone for almost 20 years at this point, but when I open the hat box, it smells like her. So it just, it's comforting, right? So making yourself, um, um, putting all these different, and I call them tools, but they're, they're simple little things. Like we have chickens. I know sometimes when I'm in my head or I'm, you know, or I'm, I'm feeling a little, you know, I'm having the, 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 the low vibe, I'll go out and hang with my chickens for a little bit and they just light me up. So deciding ahead of time, like, you know, that you, you know, the beach or whatever it might be, um, but checking in and then checking in with, you know, checking in, what do I need right now? What's going on with me? And then checking in and what, what, what one of these simple tools tapping is another, another thing that I um, keep in the toolbox, but for it's different for every person, right? The beach huge for me as well. Right. But there are places that we can, we don't necessarily often always have to leave to feel good and take care of our, take care of ourselves. Mm, So I love that. I love that minute by minute, you know, minute by minute, Mm -hmm. how am I feeling? You know, Mm -hmm. and we don't have to do that every day because that would be exhausting. Yeah, (laughs) it would be. (laughs) But it's the checking in, it's the checking in and, and listening. And here's the, here's the thing too, is that, that the, uh, the, the listening, right. The trusting what you hear. And then the taking the action that is, you know, doing what you're being led to do, Mm -hmm. right? It's those three things. It's like, because, oh, well, I'm listening to my intuition. I'm like, I know, but are you doing what your intuition, are you doing what she's telling you to do? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because that might help. Yeah. Hundred percent. I've started doing a lot more of that. I continuously practice what I preach. I notice yeah. when I'm feeling off, I'll go like, okay, what part of what I preach am I not doing? Because right. you know, my work is my life. I don't. My business isn't separate from me. I mean, of course, there's separate things, but it's, it is me. This is the journey of me that I just get to help and teach other people. Right. So I'll recognize that. And something I've started doing more and more is we just manifested 
our dream home and we have a huge bathtub. Uh (laughs) I make a point I'm launching right now a program. And I've been in that bath almost every day this week because I used to neglect all the self-care when I'm launching. Cause it's like checking in with team and checking numbers and going live and doing, right, doing all the things, right. all of the human things. Right. Yeah. But I recognized <laughs> the launch goes as well as my vibe is <laughs> really right, that's it. Right. My success is as strong as my vibe is. So if I want to attract those beautiful people that are going to be the perfect ones for the program or the offer, I need to get myself in that bath. And I know for a lot of people that seems disconnected, but it's so not. And it doesn't seem disconnected though. No. Yeah. For us, it doesn't. Right. And so I'll put in like yesterday, I had like just 20 minutes because I had to record and I had to do this and that. I put my oils, I put my salts, I got, um, like a nice face cloth. I laid there with like the hot face cloth on my face. And literally it was about 20 minutes, but I was a different person. And I came into my office and what I did after that was magic because I got my vibe right first. So I love that you're saying that it's so powerful. Um, what would you say when you're working with people are the areas that people struggle with the most, like, or the sort of really common ways that we sabotage this stepping into our vision? What do you, what do you see with your clients? Um, so, you know, it seems to be, so everybody wants good health and well-being, right? That's something that's kind of universal. I haven't worked with anyone that didn't want health and well-being relationships, Relationships are it, it because it's very tempting to look at um, look at someone else and you are the reason you are the reason that you know I'm not this or that I feel this way or that you know you are the reason for everything and I I was that person too for decades right I was I took the victim's journey um, that Vic turning it around and I actually just had a call with um, with one of my clients this morning and she had this big aha about you know, we, we, um, we, it's that same thing that the, the vibe, the energy, right. But when we are in that victims, that, that victimhood, and we can share our story of all of the ways that we are victimized, right. And we get all kinds of attention for Mm -hmm. that, right. What if we turned it around and we focused on all of the ways like we rock or that all of the ways that life is amazing, we get attention for that. Right. So it was, it was, she, she said, Oh my gosh, you know, I had been, it's because of that. And it's because of that. And it's because of that. Well, no, it's, it's, you can shift your perception, right? You shift your perception. I have a hundred percent control. I think the, the, the understanding that, that we have a hundred percent control of our, of our thoughts and how we're going to feel. Right. I mean, I definitely, if somebody dies or if some, you know, if I get real, real, if something doesn't go my way, I want to feel those feelings. Right. But I also, I, I, I like being, you know, in feeling them and letting them throw flow through me. And there, that's a whole process. I know you have that too, but, but the, the empowerment of I'm in control here, right? Mm. I don't have to, no person is going to make me think a certain way or feel a certain way. And that realization that, and that also can be a hundred times a day, especially as a mom, right? Like yeah. All day, every day, you know, you're like, no, you know, no, no. I am upset because you guys are being ridiculous. <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and we can, you know, okay. Again, checking in with your inner mentor, but I really think it's that the, the, the people we want to, 
you know, mm-hmm. it's easier to, to point the finger than to take 100% responsibility. I think it was um, Gay Hendricks in his book, the, the Big Leap. And he says, you know, what if in a relationship, this is all relationships, it's not, not just a romantic relationship. What if we each took 100% responsibility for our experience, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest, that's the hardest part for most of the people that I work with. Mm, and you think of your relationship with the universe, right? Because sometimes right. people don't realize that the relationship with the universe is reflective of your relationship with everyone and ultimately yourself. And so what if we took hundred percent responsibility for our experience, especially, um, you know, there's people that are just completely sort of unaware, meaning they're just not really on the same seeker path. I believe like younger souls, they're not meant to be doing this deep work right now. They're onto other things. Um, but then the people that are in this spiritual path, we tend to also like, kind of, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, and then sit back and wait and go, well, where's the universe? Like, hello, where's my stuff? Right. Right. right but imagine right, right. if we took responsibility for our experience and not just discovered sort of the law of attraction or anything and just expected everything to be brought to us. Imagine, right. you know, really, cause that's what they say. And I learn more and more as time goes on is like, manifestation the way I see it is not a surprise. Like when your clients are really stepping into and loving who they are and becoming that version, it's not like today it's a surprise. And yesterday you were totally not there. It is work. You have worked for this. You have pivoted. You have been coached. You have learned tools. You have cried. You have laughed. You have worked for this. So when you start feeling good, it's not a shock. Sometimes it's a shock, like, look how far I've come in a year or in a month or in five years. Look at what I've healed. Like, wow, that opportunity came out of nowhere. Amazing. Right. But you've done the work. (laughs) It's not, you know, so taking that responsibility and not just expecting it to, you know, fall into your lap. That is so beautiful. Um, And I, and yeah, I really love to just going back the absolute nose because it Mm -hmm. does tie into this. You know, I've noticed that my nose were what pivoted my healing at first. Like mm-hmm. for me with the eating disorder, I just recognize like, I am not going to hate myself or engage in hateful language in my mind around right. food and my body. And for some reason, even though that was my life, I somehow was like, that was an absolute no. And so it, like you said, decision-making became a lot easier. Cause I'm like, yeah. what can I eat out of love or how can right. I talk myself, talk to myself out of love? And that stuff is, it's that moment to moment pivoting and realizing and reframing. And it's just, it's intense, but the reward is so amazing. So what do you see with your clients as they start really digging into this work and experiencing those rewards and results and changes? How do you, what do you see the change in them usually? Like, how does that go? You know, it's the most beautiful opportunity that I get to watch them blossom and bloom Mm -hmm. when they get that job, when they meet their soulmate, when they, when they buy their, um, their, their dream home, or so it's, it's a, um, it's, but I get to watch it, you know, I get to see it and remind them too. remember when you, you know, remember when this happened and how bad you felt, Mm-hmm. And how we you, you worked through it, right? And it's the helping people to it's helping them to to kind of look back. And I know these you do this too. Is helping them to see that um, that they've done it, right? It wasn't mm-hmm. I didn't do it. I guided you, 
but I didn't do it. You did all of this on your own and watching them. I can, and I can feel it. I can, I can feel the energy um, on a call. I can see it when they're, when they're, you know, when their shoulders are rolled back and, and they're, they're feeling, you know, they're feeling like, I got this, you know, I really do. And then when people around them begin to see it too, and it's not that I had a, I had a client one time and she went, um, she went across the country to a, um, to a reunion, to a, a high school reunion. And she hadn't been there in 20 years. And so oh, she said, all of these people kept saying, oh my gosh, you look amazing. What have you been doing? And she was like, I'm about 20 pounds heavier and I'm 20 years older. And she said, and the only thing that I can think of is that I've been doing this work. So it shows on the outside when you're doing it on the inside. I don't know if that exactly answered your question. Oh yeah, totally. It's a complete change of being. And I see it in people too, is in my clients, it's just like, they lighten up. They just lighten up, man. You know, they just, it's like the weight of the world and the pressure and the failures. Cause it's all just perceived and they start recognizing that. And it is such a beautiful process. And I too like to reflect back what they used to struggle with. And I have a client that I've been seeing for about four years and she's in her seventies. She came to me with uh, an eating disorder that she had had her whole life. And our, our, coaching our relationship has just blossomed so much. And now it's nothing about food and she's in her power and she's for the first time ever actually enjoying life and not preoccupied Mm. with her body. And this is someone in their seventies and they, you know, had to heal mom stuff and her mom's passed away over the time we've been working. Like there's just been so many changes. And I was just talking to her a couple of weeks ago. And I said, remember when you came to me and you were worried that you ate too much ice cream. <laughs> like that was what you were dealing with. And I don't laugh right. at that because we've right. all been in the time when this is my crisis. This is what I need help with. It's binge eating, it's drinking, it's whatever else. Exactly. And now she's all about like intuition and spiritual growth. And we do energy activations together. And she's, she gurus me half the time. I swear, you know, she's like, how are you Talia? I'm like, well, <laughs> but you know, um, it's just beautiful to see how much she's changed. And that right. is the work. It's harder to see it in ourselves sometimes, but yeah. seeing it in clients, like you said, is such a privilege and a blessing. And I, I love it. I just yeah. love also the new clients. I find sometimes after like the third call, they have a completely different energy than they right. even did when we first connected, you know, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. You can feel it. And my husband says, you know, my husband and I have been together for, um, 26 years. And he says, I, you know, I see this change in you and I don't ever want you to go back there. <laughs> Me neither. I will not. I, I can't, I'm too far. You know, I'm, I've, I've evolved and I, and again, it's a continual, like, I know that this, this growing and, and learning is lifelong, right? I'm never, there's never a stopping point. And what I was going to say about the, um, about the, uh, the visioning, right. Even if, because sometimes Sometimes the visions don't, we don't, we don't bring those visions into, into being for one reason or another, but here's the thing. Everyone that I had to have taken through this, through this process and all all of my clients, and you will, I know that you'll agree. There is nothing like, I mean, it's the journey. It's not the thing. And here's the thing too. I've, I've noticed that people start out with these big grand visions and then they get smaller. 
like, this is really what I want. I just want this tiny house and I want to be, you know, I want to be surrounded by people that I love and, um, and, uh, but it's the journey and, and the, how you feel, right. It's not, it's not just, I mean, the visioning is what we do and the manifesting is what we do, but it's all about how you feel in the process. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that because also our visions are big. Our goals are big, but then when we start stepping into them, we realize that that wasn't the happiness and not how we wanted to feel, which is exactly as right. you're saying, we yeah. start to recognize, and, and I've been saying this for years, like you don't actually want the stuff you want, how you think the stuff will make you feel, Exactly. but mm-hmm. it's okay to go for the stuff too. And there's a quote by Jim Carrey. And he said, I wish everybody would be millionaires so that they could see money's not what makes them happy. Oh, and right. it's so good because it's fine. Go for the stuff and, you know, have those 20 K months that you want and whatever, because you're, you're going to see that the inner work is still where it's at. The inner work is still the thing that actually makes you happy. And, um, Wayne Dyer says, who is one of my biggest teachers. I love that you mentioned him, but he says, if you're unhappy now and you make a bunch of money, you will just be unhappy in slightly more luxurious surroundings. Right. I just love that. I picture like all my fancy shit and I've got chandeliers and I'm miserable. You know, I've got maids doing things and people, you know, cleaning up after me and I'm horribly miserable and depressed. I've got all the time in the world because everyone's doing stuff for me and I still sabotage my own workouts or, you know, it's like you can't escape you. You take yourself everywhere you go. And so unless you're learning the stuff that you're teaching, the embodiment, the seeing who you want to become. And just, if you're not doing that and you're just going for the stuff, you're going to get there and see that you still have the anxiety or you still have the mom wounds and the shadow work. And, you know, it's, yeah. uh, And there's always something, you know, no matter all, no matter what I've healed over the years, those things come back. You know, those, for some reason, something will come, you know, into my awareness and, oh, it's just another, but I, I like to talk, think of it as the, um, you know, we're, 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 life is like this ever upward spiral of becoming, as long as we are growing, we are spiraling upwards. Right. Mm-hmm. But next time we see this issue, we're seeing it from a different place, right? We're seeing it from a, a higher place. It's like, you know, the, the analogy of peeling back the layers of an onion. You know, we're, we're, we're still, we're continually growing and I don't ever want to stop growing. Mm. (laughs) I want to always be growing. Um, What you said about the, the, uh, you know, what Wayne Dyer said about the, um, about you just, you, you'd still be miserable with, um, with, with, in, with luxurious stuff. Um, John Kabat-Zinn talks about, or he his quote was, um, was wherever you go, there you are. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can say, you know, people say, oh, I can't wait to get out of here and go to go on this trip to Costa Rica. But you go to Costa Rica and there you are. You're still there. Yeah. Right. You come back. You're still there. You're still no matter where you go. So it's always with you. It yeah. just um, but, you know, what? like we talked about it, it's sometimes it's, it's 100 times in a day that mm-hmm. you're bringing yourself back up and reminding yourself, putting that person on. This is who I'm becoming. Mm. And I think that's the path to a lot of our cracking open because there's a lot of people who say like, I did all the things that I should do. You know, I got the, I had the kids or I, you know, um, have the husband or the job and I'm unhappy or 
I got, you know, I started making more money, but I still wasn't happy or whatever. And so in some ways it's good for us to firsthand experience that over and over again. And I've had so many moments like that where, you know, I've lost some weight and I felt so good. And literally five minutes later, I'm like, Oh, I feel so fat in these pants going like what I was just celebrating how I had slimmed down or whatever. And that was in the eating disorder. So of course I was in that place of of not ever feeling good about myself. Um, but there's been other times when the biggest amount of money I've manifested at once was $44,000 in one lump. And the next day I remember being stressed and overwhelmed and then even tripping about finances. And I had to stop myself and go, wait a minute, I have more money in my account than I've ever had. What's your problem? And I was like, well, I just feel lethargic in my body. And I just went, Right. Wow. What? I really thought the money would actually take the, the edge off. So then I wouldn't yeah. be as irritated, but the irritation started from within. And so I love that you're, that we're bringing this up and, and pointing to that because yeah, everywhere you go, there you are. Yeah. And another Wayne Dyer one, as I heard in one of his live lectures, he was saying, you know, he lived, he lived on Maui. And when he had first moved to Maui, everyone's like, oh, he had moved from Florida and people are going, oh, Maui, how is it? And he said his go-to line was, how is it where you live? And they'll be like, oh, well, (laughs) you know, I live in blah, 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 and it's okay, but my neighbors are this and that. And he'd go, yeah, me too. Oh, right. Or if they go, I live here and it's great. And I love the neighborhood and everything's amazing. He'd go, me too. And he said, because no matter what, if they were to move to Maui, they'd have the same experience. I just thought that was so beautiful. Like me too, yeah. you know, <laughs> I absolutely love Wayne Dyer. Love, love still. I love, still love Wayne Dyer, but yeah, amazing teacher. And just, I mean, I could listen to him. Well, sometimes I do yeah. <laughs> I yeah. go on little, I go and have little, um, little marathon, uh, Wayne Dyer, you know, he's got the, he's got a, a podcast on Hay House, but so yeah. many, and just, it just seems so, it feels so natural and like, my God, he makes it so uh, tangible, right? Mm-hmm. That, oh yes, of course. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's the most incredible teacher um, yeah. in this. Yeah. I feel like we, our connection is so vast and complex as far as like, I, f- I don't know, I can't tell yet, but he is just the most amazing spirit. And mm. he still is with me every day. And when I found him, I was so young and I was so depressed. And I was like 12, I think when I first started finding his books and it was beyond what I could comprehend. And even still, I go back and learn new things through books I've read, you know, 10 times of his, um, but it was that light in the dark. It was what eventually saved me. I swear is just like his teaching sort of implanted in me over all these years, even when I was self-destructing. Right. So yeah, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for all of this. This has been such a great conversation. I know that my audience is going to love it. Is there anything else that you want to say about aligning with that vision and becoming that person? Is there anything you want to leave us with today? Um, I think we've hit on just about, you know, I, I, I would, there is nothing like living what I call a vision driven life and moving toward what you want, right? We are taught to push away, but what if you leaned in? What if that was your practice today? Okay. What is the one thing that you take out of this whole thing? What if you leaned into what you want? How does that feel? Lean in, take a step leaning in. I think that's what I would leave you with. Mm, That's so beautiful. 
Yeah. Because it's meant for you, you right. know, right. and either you're going to realize that now, or you're going to get to the end of your life, move on and go, Oh man, I was just so scared. I just didn't do it. I just didn't leap. I didn't believe I didn't know my power. Right. right. And I always think that is like, you either realize it now, or you're going to realize it. And in the, there's a next life, but I, I would yeah. choose this life for you. <laughs> this is the life that I'm choosing for most of these lessons. Yeah. <laughs> I've decided yeah. that this is the life. I don't want to carry the stuff into the next life. This is where, and no matter how hard it gets and no matter how, you know, I feel, I do feel like I have generations of, um, of, uh, women, you know, behind me that, um, that I'm, you know, I'm changing the legacy going forward. Mm, yeah. And for a lot of us old souls too, I, I, I am starting to realize through intuitive sessions and work with spirit guides and their guidance over and over, even when it's for other people, it's always mm -hmm. what I need to hear anyway. Right. But I've started realizing that with us old souls, I really believe that we've had so many lifetimes to learn these principles, which is why we're called back to learn them again. But this is yeah. the lifetime to act. This is the yeah. lifetime to step into it. So yes, in this lifetime, we are learning things, but I feel like a lot of times deep down, we have already learned this. That's why we're kind of picking right. it up. That's why it's coming to us. Yep. And it's the time to just fucking step into it for lack of That's better exactly words. That's exactly how I feel. Like this is hard and I'm doing it anyway. Yeah. Like, this is, this is, this is it. This is the life that I have right now. This is yeah. the yes. I love that was beautifully put. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Well, this has been so, so amazing. So fueling for my soul. And I'm grateful that I'll get to be on your show. And I look forward to anything we can do in the future to serve people because I feel like people need to come to our retreats or something. That's what I'm seeing. Just, I just do saying. too. I know. I'm just saying, I know I've been listening to your podcast, Talia. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to meet this woman. I definitely, we are so aligned. Yeah. Talia, it's been amazing. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, you're so welcome. And if people want to find you, which they will go find Tracy right now, uh, where's, yes, where's the best place for us to find you and see what you're all about and be inspired by your work visiondrivenmom.com. That's my website. That's where you will find all of my podcast episodes. And, um, and I'm vision driven mom, um, on Facebook, vision driven mom, Instagram, um, perfect. Yeah. And listen to the podcast vision driven mom. <laughs> well, I'll make sure to put all the links in the show notes. Thanks again, Tracy. It's just been such a pleasure. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I want you to take a second to take a breath with me and embody everything you just heard. Take one deep breath in and let it all go. One more deep breath in and let it all go. Thank you for being a seeker. Thank you for tuning into the show. It's an honor to serve you and I'll see you in the next episode. 